What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Oh, it just feels like one of those days. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblings of a Gen X And of course, the truth shall always set you free. I want to talk about the debt ceiling. I want to talk about some more transgender issues. I want to just talk about a lot of stuff. The debt ceiling. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to run out of money by June 5th, said Jenna Yeltsin. And nobody listened. The sky is falling. The chickens are roosting. The debt ceiling bill is passed. It's going off to Biden's desk to be signed if he can walk to the desk without falling down. It's just one of those days here in the land of Biden. And, you know, people are complaining about the debt ceiling. Republicans are complaining that they didn't. Some Republicans are complaining they didn't get enough. Uh, Some Democrats are complaining that they gave up too much. It was a compromise. It's only about 11 to 15% of the budget, I believe. And I love the fact how they, they talk about Social Security and all those things are going to be cut and all these things. And, and that wasn't even in appropriations. That wasn't even on the table. So that was nothing. That was, that was, that was, that was all hooey balooey. But I want to talk about the laissez-faire attitude, I think, in some regards, that uh, the Biden administration has the debt ceiling. And I think the misconception they have about the debt ceiling, because they talk about it. And the venerable Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked a question back on May 8th about the debt ceiling. And and I I just want to listen to this and it's old, but I want to listen to it. If you buy a car, you are expected to pay the monthly payments. If you buy a home, you are expected to pay the mortgage every month. That is the expectation. That is the spending that you put forth or spending that you may have done before. And now you're paying it every month. If you do not pay your car payment, if you do not pay your mortgage payment, then your credit is going to be bad. It's going to hurt your credit. So let's look at Congress for a second. This is spending that they've already done. They've already spent. Let's not forget the $2 trillion Trump tax cuts that they were willing and happy to vote for. So we're telling them or saying to them, do your job. Pay for something that you've already spent on. That's it. This is spending that has already occurred. They need to do the right thing that has been done 78 times since 1960. It's that simple. It is very, very simple. It is the right thing to do. It is their constitutional duty. It is not complicated at all. And this is coming from one of the, uh, this is coming from a woman that is probably the least complicated woman of them all because she's smart as a box of rocks. And But she said something very apropos. You go out and you buy a car, you make the payment. You go out and you buy a home, you make the payment. Because you're obligated to do that. The problem is when you want to raise the debt ceiling, 
because of the fact that you want a bigger home, that you want a bigger car, but you don't have the money to pay for it, you're just taking out more credit. You're just taking out more money out of out of a car, out of another company such as credit card company and asking for more money to pay for things that you can't already afford now. What? How 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 do they do math in the White House? How does she do math? How does she do? How does she do math? I can't even talk today because I can't. I'm so upset about this. Not about the debt ceiling, but just the fact the the ignorance and the stupidity of this administration because of the fact that they look at things. They they try to break it down. We used to say reduce it to the ridiculous. They try to break it down so it, it's it's more simplistic. But the problem is this: breaking it down in their simplicity has made them look even more stupid because of the fact that you're telling us, well, you you have to pay these things. Really, do you have to pay student loans? Do we have to pay that? Because what is going on three years now of people that ha- that have that obligation that took out a loan, that took the money, who got the services for that money are now being told, you don't have to pay for that. And of course, that was removed from the debt ceiling bill. But to sit there and sit there and st- and just say to the American public, well, if you, ha- if you have a car and you have this, you have to pay for it. Yes, you do have to pay for it, 100,000%. But here's the problem, Karine Jean-Pierre. You don't go out and buy a bigger house and a bigger car so you can take out more money for things that you can't afford. You are paying... An unbelievable debt, but the problem is this is your this is your conception. You try to break it down to a simple monthly payment, and it's not a simple monthly payment. This was only about fifteen percent of the budget that we were talking about. Are are is everyone going to be happy? No, no, no people aren't going to be happy. You, you're never happy in in politics. You're never completely happy, but you have you pass with the majority in both the House and the Senate. It's it's going to it's going to take this off the table as an election issue, which I'm fine with because I think the candidates should run on their merit and what they want to do with the country, not what they what the, what they've done previously to screw up the country. Looking at you, Joe. And I just love it though because I was reading an article, and the article is cruel and reckless. Student loan payments are set to resume shortly as part of the Biden excuse me as shortly as part of the as part of the Biden president President Biden's debt deal. But expert warns it could it could push America off the student loan cliff. Boy, I really can't talk today. And I love it because it says, and again, it's one of those things. You're saying it for tens of millions of Americans to be back on the hook. Oh, back on the hook for something they took the money out of? We just talked about buying a car and buying a house. How you have to pay for that? But we don't have to pay for our student loan debt. Back when Obamacare first came into fruition, there was a caveat in that bill. And I remember talking about this ad nauseum with people. It was the takeover of the student loan industry, that it was now going to be solely a government industry. All these private companies that were doing student loans were no longer going to have the capability to do student loans. It was all going to be run through the United States government. And I said this before, you screwed up Medicare, you screwed up Medicaid, you screwed up Social Security, you screwed up the post office. They're going to screw this up. And we are going to come to a Jesus moment where we have to sit there and look at ourselves and say, we can no longer afford this student debt. Well, that moment has come and the chickens have come home to roost. And now they're talking about tens of million Americans back on. You're back on the hook because according to Kareem Jean-Pierre, you should be on the hook for this anyways. This is something you're obligated. This is something you've already spent. This is something you are obligated to pay. But is, but is there just sitting there 
all of a sudden we're just going to say, well, no, 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 no. You're not obligated to pay because that's student loan. And I love it because there's many Americans already living paycheck to paycheck in the midst of higher inflation and raising interest rates. Okay, higher inflation was caused by the American Rescue Act that we didn't need that overheated the economy. And once again, when you start printing money, but you don't have the goods or services that people can purchase with that money, it's just going to cause higher inflation. Rising interest rates is because of the fact that the Fed keeps raising the rate, raising interest rates. So what happens is borrowers then raise the rate as well. Do we not see that this is all kind of tied together? I like, and I love it because it says the U.S. household debt hit a record $17 trillion in the first quarter of this year while credit card balances are surging. Yes, because of higher inflation. Because of the fact that certain people, I'm looking at you, Crazy Joe, overheated the economy and caused inflation and this surging inflation. And I love it because it says student loan borrowers may have no other choice but to pull back from purchases so they can afford their monthly payments. So wait a minute. Wait a minute, 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 wait, 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 wait. yeah, because according to Karine Jean-Pierre, you take out a car loan, you take out a mortgage, you don't pay it, it damages your credit. And I love it because you have people that are predicting GDP growth will turn negative in the third quarter of 2023, and we may not recover until the fourth quarter of 2024. We've been pretty much running at a negative deficit or a regular negative G- GDP. They'll say it's like one percent growth, and then they'll they'll make which I love. Which they always it always com- it always comes out as like non news. They make a they make a quiet adjustment. You know that one percent was really negative two percent. It was regularly negative point two percent because we had to make a, an adjustment. But you sit there and you talk about the resumption of these payments. And I believe they're going to restart in August. Because we're not giving, why should we give student loan forgiveness? I went to college. I took out loans. I also worked two full-time jobs in, uh, two full-time jobs in college. I also paid back my student loans. So why should I pay back the loans for someone that decided to study Dead Sea Scrolls and is shocked that they can't get a job? But we're going to blame the Republicans. That's what we're going to do. We're going to blame the Republicans. We have so much to blame on, on, on everyone, but we never look at the person that we should be blaming or we never look towards the people we should be blaming. And, and that's, that's the government. People want to rely on the government. People want to have the government take care of them. People want to, to feel good because the government will do everything for them. That's called lazy people. We've already talked about Gen Z and bed rotting. There's the transgender Montana state representative. And this guy's a nut. I'm not even going to say his name because it's a he. But he's a nut. Because of the fact that he basically told Target and other. He's, he was This is the same guy that got thrown off the floor of the Montana legislature. And he basically scolds Target and says, make sure you're standing up alongside us. Why? Because you're 1% of the population and the other 99% of the population should kowtow down to you because of the fact that you want to consider this to be normal? If you're a corporation and you're seeing a a sliver of what it's like to be in the LGBTQ47269 to the fourth power people, you can't decide to take off 
our identities. You can't decide to take our identities off the shelf. It's why it's more important now than ever to make sure you're standing alongside us through this. I've said this before. I don't have problems with anyone. I really don't. Black, white, Chinese, alien, transgender, gay, whatever. I, I really don't. I really don't care. It doesn't bother me. It, it, so you, you live your life the way you want to live your life. You do what you want to do. You want to self-identify as a cat. That's fine. But I'm not going to self-identify. I, I, if, you, if you are a man and you tell me a cat, you're a cat and you're a man, you're a man. I, but that's just me because as you can self-identify as anything you want, I can see what you are and call you what you what I believe you are as well. But here's the problem. I have no problem with any of this. I have no problem with things being uh, LGBTQ 47 to 19th power being sold in stores items. I, I don't care. What I started caring was the fact that this is now being shoved down our throats. When you left it alone and nobody said anything because nobody cared, but now you make it a, a kitchen table issue and you sit there and you have these groups and these people all of a sudden we're normal. I don't care if you're normal. That's It's just a normal life for us. I don't care. But when you start shoving it down my throat, when you start having biological males compete against women and tell me it's fair, when you sit there and tell me I need to buy these things in these stores and have these things in stores, if not, I'm then transphobic. That's when I start caring. Because that's when it bothers me. It didn't bother me before. There was a, there was a guy, and he's still, I think he still works there. There's a guy that works in a fast food restaurant not too far from us. I don't remember if he works there. He doesn't work there anymore. And you could tell it's a dude. You could tell it's a guy. But he's got on the nail polish. He's got on the makeup. He's got on everything else. But it's a guy. Bippity boppity boop. It's a guy. But it didn't bother me. I don't care. Just hand me my cheeseburger. Don't care. But what if this guy would have turned around and started handing my cheeseburger with a political message and forced me to then say things that I that goes against my beliefs, then I care. Then I get upset. So to say that someone's anti-LGBQ 47 to 19th power is not truthful. It's because of the fact that you are throwing a tantrum because you do not believe that we are self-identifying what you saying you are to me. If you look like a dude and you got a penis, you're a dude. You could call yourself a woman. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But if my wife's in the ladies' room and you tried going into the ladies' room, I got a problem. I got a problem. I love how people are like, well, you know, there's, uh, you know, there, there, nothing ever bad happens. You know, when these men go into the women's room, really? Why don't you, why don't you ask that 16-year-old girl that got raped? in her school, and then the school tried to deny it in Maryland. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about how her father got arrested for standing up for his daughter who was raped, and the school tried to cover it up because he was an LGBTQ 47-19th power who's identified as a woman. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about that? No, because we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about these issues. We don't. And now Target, the, some insiders are saying, are, 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 are the staffers felt left behind by executives without their best interest in mind. And there's an uneasiness going into the gay pride month. Why does everything have to be a pride month or a history month? Why? Aren't we all part of the human race? When are we going to have a human month? 
when are we going to have a human race month? Or is that racist? Now, Levy says many rank and file target staffers are questioning if they belong at the retailer after disastrous rollout of the, the LGBTQ 347 to the 19th Tower Pride Month merchandise that left staffers on both sides of the issue peeved at the company's high powered decision makers, according to a well placed insider. You really did leave you really did leave your staff members out to dry. You really did. I mean, think about that. These are people that are that they're that are making some are making a good wage, you know, but you're 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 not I always say I always say sometimes you're not paid enough to deal with the shit you have to deal with. And that's what these people are having to deal with on the front lines because of the decisions that are being made by what's his name? Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Cornwell, Cornhole, Cornell. I don't know what's his name. Cornell, the the president of Target. And he's the guy that also came out and said famously that woke capitalism is great for their brand before pride controversy kind of exploded. And now he's kind of saying, well, you know, what? I was, maybe I was just joking about that. <laughs> Ah, just a Pleasant Valley Sunday. And now we have the Denver Public Library hosting a drag queen story hour. (laughs) Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) I really don't because uh, I really don't. I wanted to talk about it, but now I've just changed my mind. I don't even want to talk about it. I do want to talk about, I want to talk about Joe. So Joe evidently fell at the Air Force commencement. And he he they say he tripped on a sandbag. <laughs> I love that that was one story. And I love it because nobody went and picked up this alleged sandbag. It was an invisible sandbag because you don't see it in the pictures. But nobody went and picked up the sandbag. But he just fell. He just walked over and he fell over. This isn't the first time. This isn't the first time that this has happened, but he is fine. I'm looking at the picture right now of him falling on the ground. I don't see a sandbag. <laughs> I don't see it. Now, this is this is not the first time that he has fallen. And I remember back when Trump was president that he was wearing leather-soled shoes, walking down a slick ramp at a military graduation, and the people that and the liberal media took the, took that and said, "Well, he's got health issues. Look, he can't walk." It was a cold day. He's wearing leather-soled shoes, walking down a steel ramp. <laughs> Maybe he should have just said, "It, you can do it. It's electric. Maybe he should have just did the electric slide down the damn ramp. But the coverage for that was Trump is, Trump is senile. It was, it was a huge controversy. He needs a cognitive test. Joe can't speak. Joe can't walk, but he's just fine. And now they're talking about the fact that he's not going to debate or have any debates for the Democratic primary. He's not going to debate anybody. No, I don't need I don't need to debate nobody. Screw that. I'm just fine. What are we talking about again? Ice cream. I like ice cream. He can't even walk. And like I said, and, and this is this is not the first time. I remember also when he fell off the bicycle over in Delaware back in June of last year. We also have it where he fell up and down Air Force One. It's getting worse. It's not getting, he's not getting better. It's getting worse. 
it it just makes you it just makes you cringe. It really does. Because of the fact that you sit there and you wonder what who the hell is truly running this country. There was a Nashville grandfather who ate McDonald's, was on a 100-day McDonald's diet, and he shed weight. He, he literally shed weight. So this he, he ate at McDonald's for 100 straight days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and he had a massive weight loss. He said that he went from 238 to 179 pounds. Which is which means he lost fifty eight pounds by sticking to this to his fast food diet of burgers and fries. This guy's fifty seven. He's become a viral sensation, of course, because everything has to be a everyone has to, everything has to be a viral sensation. He says part of the he said part of his success was eating only half the provided food in each meal and sticking with water rather than soda. So you're basically I think a lot of times that uh, if you take a look at the the calories. For McDonald's, I think a, like a like a burger and a small fry with a Coke is like 900 calories. But if you eat half of that and you don't have the Coke, to be it's like 300 calories. So yeah, that that's that's a good secret to success. That's a good secret to success. You only eat half the food put in front of you. He was eating quarter pounders, and it, it, if you go down. He also claims that his blood work has improved, noting that his triglycerides are down 205 points and with cholesterols were 65 point lowers as well. His diet has also become a success that even his wife, who started her own McDonald's diet on day 40 of 100, is, is, is at this point she shed 18 pounds. Now you're going to have a bunch of morons that are going to go out there and try this. That's why the social media is dangerous. But... Here's the problem. It's not going to work for everyone. And honestly, if you're considering that the fact that you're just eating half the food, yeah, you're probably going to lose weight. <laughs> you're going to lose weight if you only eat half the food. I think that's more common sense than, than anything else. Oh, what a world, what a world, what a world. we got a lot of fun shows coming up next week. Make sure you stay tuned. And again, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is going to find one of the bad realms of a giant show. And I'm out.